And we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Soul Survivor Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Bird, alongside my co-host, Ryan Winthrop, and we are officially one week away from the Survivor Season 42 premiere. I can't be more excited. Ryan, how are you? What's up? Dylan, uh, if you're excited, I'm even more excited. Actually, probably the same amount of the uh, excitedness, but no, I'm doing well. Um, I, if I, my background looks different, I moved to my office downstairs. So hopefully there's no, uh, computer crashing. Uh, hopefully the, the only crash is my computer, not any players games on the Island, but no, otherwise I'm doing well. I can't believe we're only a week away from a new season. And you know, what's funny is that and we're going to talk about it when we get into all the advantages and twists and all of that, but it's going to be interesting because I'm excited to see the new cast, but also, kind of see how similar and different it feels to 41 and then once we get past this season um then we have a whole new season with 43 and who knows how that will go yeah yeah i'm excited to see how this goes i'm kind of wondering if this is going to be um if this is going to be the type of thing where like survivor 41 and 42 is like its own error kind of um and like like are we going to go back to 39 days mm-hmm. uh shortly for four, you know, for forty three and forty four, is it going to stay twenty six days for you know until until further notice? Um, are we going to get returnees back for forty three or forty four? Um, are we going? You know, th- these are the type of things that I'm um, questioning. Um, is you know, are these weird twists that we saw in forty one going to return for forty two and going to return for forty three, forty four? Like, there's a lot of things that i'm kind of curious about but i am excited for 42 which i recognize is going to be very similar to 41 but i'm curious to see how they slightly switch it again part of this podcast we will be um predicting like what we think twists are going to be obviously we don't know that um also um you know we're going to start off talking about the tribes then we'll go into the twists or what we think the twists will be um and then um we'll answer any and all questions we have at the end of this podcast um we got a few on twitter and then we'll see if there's any in the live chat um, we will answer those. Now, before we get into it, just wanted to remind everyone to subscribe to us on YouTube right here. Click the like button. It really helps us out. Also, subscribe on any platform uh, in terms of the podcast, Apple, Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating and review. That really helps us out. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soul Survivor Pod. It's right at the bottom there. Um, once again, we really appreciate it. So, Let's get into it. We're going to talk about the three tribes, kind of what we think the dynamic is going to be of the tribes, which tribes we think will do well early on, um, which tribe will not be, uh, which tribe could be, you know, the next Ua, which tribe will not be the next Ua. Um, hopefully we get no Uas in this game in terms of uh, tribe success. But yeah, we're going to break down what we think are the dynamics of the tribe, who we think could gel. Obviously, last week on the podcast, we discussed, you know, each individual cast member, how we think they'll perform. So based on our opinions on the cast member without really seeing them in anything except for the preseason videos, uh, we're going to kind of just try to make predictions here. So we were going to do our screen sharing type thing that we got here. Um, Just got to get this away here. Um, obviously if you're listening, you can't see, but we're just going to display a picture of, uh, each of the tribes here. Yep. Here we go. Okay. So first we have, again, I could be pronouncing things wrong. We'll, we'll find out next week. Um, the Vati tribe, did, did, did I pronounce that right? Aaron? I did believe you... it's Vati and I believe it's our green tribe. Okay. So Vati, the green tribe, we have Chanel high Lydia, Daniel, Jenny, and Mike. What are your initial thoughts, Ryan, on this tribe? Um, 
what do you think the dynamics will be? Who will have control? Who will have early success? What are we thinking here? So I really like the the Vati tribe. I think there's a lot of great personalities and characters here. You have your super fans. You have your you know your your tough competitors. Some people that have an emotional side. Then you have people who have like more life experience. And then you have people who are on the younger side. So it's a nice blend of people, which I really like. I don't like when one tribe is overly skewed in one direction versus another. So Vati has a good blend here. Um, I think I said this in the last podcast, but I am a fan of a lot of people on this tribe. I think this could be, I don't want to call it the Luvu because I think another tribe is a bit more physically dominant, but I do think this will be a tribe that should be able to avoid tribal for a little bit. But then again, I said that about Uwa, so I could be wrong again. Um, but no, I think that Mike is a strong member of this tribe. He's a, 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 I believe, a retired firefighter. So he should be able to help them out in the challenges. He and Jenny are towards the older side of the um, age range. I think Mike is in his late mid-50s and Jenny's in her early 40s. Everyone else is in their 20s. Actually, I think Kai is 31. But overall, I think this tribe will do well. I, I have a bit more in-depth thoughts, but what are your high-level thoughts about Vati? Um. I, I'm, you know, I, I said I'm very bullish on High going into this game. Um, now, looking at the dynamic of this tribe, I think High could be High and Chanel um, are going to be probably two of the most strategical members of this tribe. Um, and Daniel, I should say, also. But Daniel mentioned in his uh, bio that he wants to kind of lay low at first, so I would not be surprised if that is the case. Um, now, if I had to predict, you know, you kind of have four, you kind of have like for you know i i'm not i don't really remember how old daniel is he doesn't look old at all so i assume he's in his uh late 20s or early 30s um that being said i kind of think that high lydia chanel and daniel will be the ones to bond together here and i could see jenny and mike being on the outside early um simply because of age reasons and again things could change things could be different that's kind of just the way i see it immediately here um we could see high and chanel you know bond over strategical reasons but at the same time they're both see they both seem to be very competitive so maybe they'll see each other's threats i don't know how it's going to work out i kind of think it's interesting that two of the players that i perceive to be potentially the strongest going in um are on the same tribe so we're gonna have to see how that works now in terms of like physical challenges i, I kind of don't know here i i think that they should be able to hold their own um you know early um i i think mike will be good in challenges high should be good in challenges chanel should be good in challenges um, based on what we've heard early. So, and I, I think I've mentioned that I'm pretty bullish on Lydia as well. I think she is going to be very good socially based on what I've seen on social media and her, just her video in general. So um, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of this tribe. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I think in terms of the three tribes, in terms of challenge strength, if we're talking about not only the physical, but also the puzzle elements, I think this, pro this probably is like our second strongest of the, of the three tribes, but I looked it up. The interesting thing is that Chanel, Daniel, and High are all around the same age. They're between 29 and 30 years old. Like I said, Jenny and Mike are in their 40s and 50s, but Lydia is 22. So she's the youngest by far. Now, that I think that works out for her strategy because she wants to be the little sister. She wants people to tell her things and talk to her, but not perceive her as a threat. So I think that could be very good for her game if she's able to play her cards right. Like I said last week, um, I think she has the tools needed to go far. I just wonder, A, will she get enough social capital? Like if she comes off as a you know a younger sister who's a bit quirky, a bit weird, a bit different, 
Um, that's good. That's that could take her far. The question is, that, will she build up the social capital to not only make it to the end, but then get the respect of the jury? Since this is a the average age of this cast, Dylan is a bit you know older than some of our previous seasons. So, just just like Xander last season, would the jury respect Lydia and her age to give her the money? But no, I, I think I agree with your your thoughts overall, though that she could do well. I'm very high in Chanel personally, and I think high is also someone that I'm looking at. Um, I also like Jenny. Daniel, really quickly before we move on, Daniel's just really interesting to me because I could see him maybe going far, but my gut instinct is that he could flame out early as a super fan, but I hope that's not the case. Yeah, I, I'm i kind of torn on Daniel. I think it could either go really well or really poor, and he kind of kind of like tempered his expectations for everybody. When he was like, oh, I don't expect to win. Like He kind of had a little bit of a different approach, but... You know, I'm curious to see what happens here. He said he's going to try to lower his threat level. Um, is is that going to be to the point? Does he need to lower his threat level? Is that going to be the type of thing where like he maybe tries to lower his threat level to the point where like it could hurt him? Like I, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I think that. I mean, listen, he's right that you have to lower your threat level. Adam talks about it. Tony talks about it. Again, it's one thing to do it; it's another thing to actually implement it. And also, I did watch his videos. He says it a lot. So. If he, if he said it once or twice, I would be like, okay, you get to do it. But he just keeps saying it, so I hope he doesn't over try to do it. I don't know. I could see someone like Jenny or Mike looking at him and thinking he's a threat. He has to get out. Um, but you know what? I think in the end, I'm I'm really high in Chanel, high in Lydia. Daniel's a big question mark for me. And so is Jenny. I think my opinion, Dylan, between last week and this week, my opinion on Mike actually went up. I think that I could see Mike getting you know left behind in a fast-paced game, but... I think a strong guy like him in a small tribe setting, but he's also very emotional. I could see Mike doing actually pretty well. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see if, if what he says, like I I would have to think that I guess, you know, being a firefighter, I'd have to think that like, it's kind of his nature to like want to help other people. And, and like, you know, I could see him having that emotional side. So that being said, like, how will that help him socially? It should help him. So we'll have to see if, if it really does. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious about that, but yeah, I, I'm a fan of this tribe and curious to see what happens. But let's move on here to the next tribe. All right, we have Taku. Um, we have Jonathan, Lindsay, Mary, uh, Marianne, um, Jackson, uh, Maria. I I, th- I watched some podcasts. I think it's actually Mar- uh, Mariah. Mariah. Mariah and then Omar. Mm-hmm. Okay um again we'll get the full full confirmed pronunciation of names next uh, obviously next week um this so this is interesting here because i think that this is where we get the like like if we're talking about like people that i feel like could have a hard time gelling like i kind of if if i if you like had to put this cast together um you know, all 18 out and I had to pick six that I would think would gel the least together as a tribe. Like I, I'm not sure if I, if I visually see this tribe working out well, um, obviously in terms of like the physical asset, uh, physical, you know, challenges and stuff, Jonathan obviously is going to be very good in challenges. We know that, um, Lindsay has said in the past, uh, first of all, she's a dietitian. Second of all, she said in the past that, you know, she's played tackle football. She likes playing flag football. She does a lot of sports. So I could see her being good at challenges. Um, Jackson, you know, he, he looks like he's pretty, you know, pretty strong, um, possibly good at challenges, but 
you know, the other three, I'm not too sure about. So in terms of like winning challenges, we'll have to see that being said, like I could see Marianne Omar being, you know, pretty good at puzzles possibly. So maybe they'll be good at that portion. Um, personally, if I had to like rank tribes right now, I would rank, uh, what was it? The Vati tribe. Is that, that the last one? The last one we just did. Yeah. Yeah. So I would rank the first one higher than this one. Oh, um, personally, personally, okay. that's just the way I see it in terms of like, and I don't necessarily mean that in terms of like, I, I just mean overall, like players, in the game. I see. Um, okay. I right. So, so, uh, which, which do I think has a better group of players based on what I've read pregame? I think the first tribe does. Um, uh, that being said, are there going to be types of challenges where like Jonathan could just completely carry them on his back and Lindsay could, they could carry them on the back or, um, are they going to have, you know, are they, or are they going to struggle in terms of, you know, like blending, uh, blending together? Um, I, I kind of, um, I'm torn. I honestly have no idea which way the tribal dynamics are going to go here. Um, if I had to like choose in terms of like, who's going to bond with who, like we, we spoke about earlier, um, Mariah and Jackson, I think will probably bond. They're kind of around the same age range. Um, and they had similar bios in terms of the way they describe themselves. So I could see that being two. I could see Lindsay and Jonathan as being like two of like the most like physical driven. I could see them bonding and then I could possibly see Marianne and Omar. So I could see like a two, two, two split kind of thing going on yeah. here. Um, and I really don't know which way it's going to go in terms of like how the fours and the twos are going to happen. If they're going to win a bunch of challenges. I, this is my mystery tribe, if I had to say it. And you can kind of hear the hesitation in my voice. I'm still trying to take this in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I think ta we're talking Taku. I think I think it's very interesting here. Um, I would say just from a physical standpoint and from challenges, I would say this tribe is the strongest of the three. Although I do see your point about if we're ranking the players as potential like key cogs in the game, I think I agree that the Vati tribe has some of our more strategic and um, high potential players over Taku. But I think this tribe will stay mostly intact until the merge. I think the thing about Jonathan is that he is far and away the most physical guy. Like, I think I realized that last week, but I don't think it, it was until I did some more research this week where I looked at everyone again. I said, this isn't like a few other seasons where I can say, okay, you know, um, okay, let's just take Cambodia. Like, you know, uh, you, you could put Savage, Joe, uh, Jeremy, um, like you, could, you can put those guys like all into the same boat, Terry Dietz. Like they all are physical guys that are comparable in some way. Like the closest comparison to Jonathan on the season is from the guys like I guess Mike, like there's, there, there's very few guys that are of Jonathan's, you know, you know, athleticism. So I really think he stands out now that could be great for his game early on because his tribe wants to survive and not go to tribal. The question is, will he survive the late pre-merge when they say, if we let him get to the merge, he could be a big threat in the individual challenges. So Jonathan, if he can also play a, a good social game and he can avoid, um, you know, being perceived as the massive threat, which, which I think could be hard for him. I think he could do well. And I agree with your two, two, two uh, theory, which is what we talked about last week, because I think from the previews, we know Marianne and Omar are going to connect and I can see Jonathan and Lindsay from a physical standpoint, getting along and Mariah and Jackson from an emotional standpoint could bond. I think the two things I want to look at really quickly is a will Omar and Jonathan clash right away because Jonathan really likes Ozzy and wants to play like Ozzy and Omar does not want to play with any Ozzy like players so that's the first thing and number two I was just reading a lot of interviews and I was just looking at some stuff 
I do worry about Jackson in this game. I think Jackson, it's amazing that we have our first um, outward, um, you know, transgender uh, castaway, but they were talking, Jackson was talking about, you know, oh, I'm, I'm emotional. I, I, it'll be hard for me to stab someone in the back and I don't want to break my word. And in a game like this, if you can't do that or you do it, but then people feel bad about you doing it, that doesn't spell well for you. So I do worry for Jackson. Yeah, I, I think you make a lot of good points. And and honestly, like if you think let, let's just say that this game is similar to 41 and there's sure. gonna be a lot of similar challenges to 41. Let's not forget that Luvu had the strongest, you know, member in challenges on the season in terms of, you know, like a physical, you know, I say physical specimen that is Danny. Uh guy's obviously huge, you know, so is Jonathan. And look, Luvu did not lose any tribal immunity challenges. So they tried. <laughs> right. They tried. So are, they tried. You're right. So given the fact that Taku has the most physical dominant player, at least we think, on this season, um, is he going to be able to carry them? I think you make a good point that they could do well physically. Um, but I also have questions about them actually like gelling in terms of like personalities. So that's really my big concern with them. Yeah. Um, the last thing I'll say about Taku is that in terms of people that my opinion changed on from last week to this week, I feel pretty similar about Jonathan and Lindsay's interesting to me. Cause I think last week I saw her as someone who could be very uh, energetic and loud. So that can make her a target, but I think she's very aware of herself and she knows who she is. And the more I look at her, she described herself in interviews as Stephanie LaGrosa. And I can, I see that more and more as I look at her, cause she's from New Jersey. She kind of talks and acts like Stephanie does. So, you know, Stephanie did well her first two seasons. So I guess I'm a little bit higher on Lindsay than I was. And um, I think I'm also pretty high on Marianne too. I, I for some reason I thought she was younger. I thought she was like 19 or 20. She's 24, which is a slightly better age than 19 and 20. And she's obviously going to be very likable. The question for me with Marianne is, um, does she get the Elaine treatment where she gets targeted for being very likable or will she position herself well enough where that doesn't happen? Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with you on both those points. Lindsay, I think could go either way. Kind of like Daniel is like, she could go far if things kind of go her way. If if they end up being a Luvu and winning, at, winning a lot of challenges early, then I could see her, obviously I could see her going far because I think if she hits the merge, has the opportunity to win individual immunity challenges and has the opportunity to, you know, kind of blend in more with like, let's say the merge is like what, 10 people-ish, um, 10 to 12. So I, I yeah, that, that's, I think Lindsay's path, win a lot of challenges early and then kind of hide behind Jonathan, who's going to be an early target. So We'll have to see. I think Jonathan and Lindsay need each other. If they're gonna, if they're gonna, if they might, if they make the merge, they're gonna need each other. So that's my prediction there. Um, all right, next tribe we have our third and final tribe. We have Ika. Um, again, not positive on the Ika or Ika. It's, it's one yeah. of the two. Um, okay, so we have Roxroy, Swati, Tori, Zach, Drea, and Romeo. This is a okay. So here, so hear me out with this. This is a tribe that I could actually see doing very well in tribal challenges for a lot of reasons. I feel like they have the physical aspect because Swati is you know Army National Guard, so you'd have to think that she has gone through training and stuff like that. Drea, so something that I didn't realize last week and I have now learned over the past week is that apparently Drea has seven hundred thousand Instagram followers because she's a fitness influencer. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. We already knew that she was huge in terms of the physical aspect, but the fact that like she's that followed, like I would have to assume that she's very, very talented in what she does. Um, so yeah, she's gonna be very good in challenges as well. Roxroy, pretty in shape. Tori mentioned that she could do CrossFit. Zach seems like the type of guy who would be able to crush puzzles, and I think Romeo as well in terms of the puzzles. So this is like if we're like thinking like tribal challenges here this is a tribe that I could see doing really well in tribal challenges. And I also think that um, this tribe is one that has, you know, I think Zach and Tori are going to be two pretty big threats in this game. So I think it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Um, Also, I was listening to another podcast yesterday and it was mentioned that Tori used to compete in pageants. And Romeo is like also works, you know, he, I believe he has, he had his own company, right. With pageants. He's, he's a pageant coach. Pageant coach. Okay. Right. So he's a pageant coach. So that is an immediate connection there. Um, and then, yeah, I, I'm going to, uh, and then obviously Zach and Swati, they're both kind of like what, 19, 20 years old. So I, I think there's a lot of different ways for connection here. Um, I think this is a tribe that'll, bl- that'll blend really nicely if I had to predict I think the tribe will do very, you know, very well in tribal challenges. Um, I honestly, I'm not really. Sh- if I had to like predict one person that would be maybe on the outs here, it's hard. It's honestly hard to say. Like I, I I'm honestly not sure. So, uh, and I, I like that going in. You know what I mean? It's like this is, I think, a very well rounded tribe, and I'm excited to see them. Yeah. So, I, I think I like. I like a, I like a lot of the players on Ika or Ika, um, but I do I still think that they're going to be the weakest in terms of challenges. I I know Swati was in the military, but she's still very young. You know, Zach's only twenty two. Tori's very young. Um, I just don't know how well they stack up to the other two tribes, especially when you look at some of their stronger members. But yeah, like Drea is a fitness instructor or fitness influencer. She's 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 selling products on. Uh, like one of Paltrow's website, like she's very into the fitness. She's going to be great. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Rox Roy will be a slouch. I really do think that they have some good puzzle solvers on uh, Ika, but I think what I worry about with them is that they just don't match up. So I could see them going to tribal early um, in terms of the dynamics. Um, I do worry about Romeo. I, I could see it, to answer your question to yourself about who could be on the outs. I do see Romeo being on the outs. Um, one, because like I said, he and Zach and Tori, they are all super fans of the show. So do they work together? Or because Zach and Romeo fill the same niche of male, young male superfan, do they target each other? So that's what I don't know. Will they align or will they have to go at each other? And I just feel like I didn't love some of Romeo's answers on his interviews. Um, again, for me, I never like seeing that, oh, uh, who will I play the most like? Eh, I'll play my I'll play a unique game. I feel like if now we've had over 600 people you can't pick one that you align the most with. Um, it also maybe tells me that you don't know how you'll be perceived as well. So I do worry about that from Romeo's standpoint. And will he have that killer instinct? Um, and then Swati, I don't know if Swati will go early here. I just don't know how much winner equity I give her because again, like Xander, she's 19, she's very young. And I just don't know if the jury, an older cast, I don't know if the jury would give her the money because I just when you're that age, and again, I'm 25, so I'm only slightly older. I'm still not, I'm, I'm probably not even at the average age of this cast. But I feel like when you're that young, you just don't have that life experience. 
it might make it hard for you to connect with your tribe. Like also I went back and watched all of Zach's interviews. I mean, he's obviously a great talker because he did a lot of debate and speech, but he references a lot of survivor in all of his answers. And if he can't relate to people on a level other than survivor, that could be an issue for him. So I'll be very curious to see how those people do. Yeah. Okay. So if, okay. So now that, now that like I look all through all the, through all the tribes, um, I would have to say, you know, it's it's so tough. It's it so is, tough. It is tough, yeah. Right, because like, because like, again, we never seen these people compete in challenges. We're completely going off of their words, which is obviously a dangerous thing to do. So, look, I I I think I I do agree with you that like I can see where they would have issues in challenges, Ika, if they do. Um, but again, I just there's a gut feeling. I think Roxroy is going to be a strong strong challenge guy in tribal challenges my gut just says that they blend well for challenges i don't know if that's true i think i agree with you in terms of the romeo thing if i had to pick one to be on the outs um now if we go back between the other other tribes here now that we're like looking in terms of like physicality i think i think i could i think jonathan and and Lindsay should be like strong enough to kind of carry their tribe i think a big thing with vati here is going to be well mike mike looks like he's very strong he is 58 years old though so how strong is he going to be without food four days into the game? You know what I mean? I think that's something like if, if he ends up not being that strong, I could see this tribe being one that struggles and challenges. Um, yeah. So we're going to have to see how strong really is Mike in terms of challenges. I'm curious to see. Um, yeah. And then, you know, there, there's just like so much dynamics. There's like obviously the physical portion, the social portion, um, actual players in the game. So there, there's look, there's a lot of interesting stuff. I also am curious to see if there will be a swap this season. I know there wasn't last season, um, and we could we could kind of transition here talking about like twist predictions. Um, we can move from tribes to twist predictions. Obviously, Jeff has said he wants to keep tribes small. We heard that for all of uh, he wants to whittle them down. We've heard that for all of you know forty one. They did that forty one. I'm curious if they make a slight switch and have a, a twist here or and and have a tribe swap because I think I like when the tribes get whittled down, but there's also a lot of negatives to it. Like Luvu did not attend tribal council until the merge. And I get, I understand it happens sometimes in Survivor, but at least when you're switching up the tribes, usually it's only maybe one person that gets lucky enough to have that happen to. I don't mm-hmm. like that six people in a game of 18 by the time you hit the merge it's like six of 12 have already not really had to play the game yet so in my opinion i'm pro one tribe swap before they hit the merge i'm kind of i'm kind of here what do you think do you think that they would consider that this season um, um based on what happened last season or do you think they're going to keep it the same I, I, I do think you're right. And first of all, it is a good segue about the twists and advantages. Although I do have one more comment about Tori after this, but um, I think it's going to be very similar to 41. Um, I think there's going to not going to be a swap. I think in terms of the narrative, I think Jeff wins. I think in these small tribes, when there's no swap, especially in this new era, seeing how 41 played out, I think Jeff wins either way. Either you have a tribe like Uwa who gets decimated and like it's a great story about Uwa and Shannon Ricard surviving their tribe and then the whole, you know, aura of Oluvu never lost and they never went to tribal and okay, we never got to see the winner, Erica, but now if we had seen her play, maybe we'd have, we people would have a bit more respect for her gameplay. So I think Jeff wins from that perspective and he also wins if 
every week the a new tribe loses because then it's like oh it's a fierce battle anyone can win like i think either way if there's no swap jeff actually wins and you actually prevent someone from getting swap screwed so if i had a guess i would say no swap like last season yeah i i think i I think I kind of lean that way, but my 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 head tells me no swap. My heart tells me I want to swap this season. So uh, we'll see what happens. But now let's segue into twists, and then we'll hit questions. Um, we don't have to spend that much time on twists here. Um, now, the few things that we know straight from the preview is that it looks like that the phrases thing with the idols is going to be back again, where they had to say a weird phrase in order to activate idols. Again, um, I... I'm a fan of this from the uh, perspective of it's funny to watch. I am not a fan of this in terms of everybody's going to know who has the idols right away. And like they said last season, everybody knew who had the idols and that makes having an idol kind of a negative thing instead of a positive thing, unless you completely leverage it like your Tony, which we never see, you know, it's very hard to do. So I, you know, again, even they're having that, I'm kind of neutral on it. I think it'll be entertaining. I'm not, I don't necessarily think that it's the best thing for the game. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And do you think this is something that they should have brought back? And how do you think this will work out? Well, the interesting thing was that even with this whole beware advantage, their last season had no idols played at all. So even though people knew where the idols were, not a single person played an idol. So like that, that's really weird to me. I don't think that's going to happen again. I think in the well, modern era, that's rare. Well, I think that everybody knowing that you have an idol, like, is it makes it hard to play an idol successfully. You know what I mean? Because you're always planning. If you know who has the idols, you're always planning around that. So, like, you know, it was like Xander had his idol, right? Xander had the idol, and he kind of just held it to the end as leverage and was like, well, you can't vote me out because I'll use the idol. Um, and, like, everyone knew that. Whereas if, you know, people actually voted Xander and didn't know he had the idol, then it could have been greater TV. So I think that... I, I that this is why I kind of dislike this in a way in terms of the game. Again, I think it's very entertaining for fans to watch people say ridiculous phrases. But um, and 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 the other thing I'm curious about is how fast will all these tribes find the find the idols? Is it going to be this type of situation where somebody's going without a vote for three tri for three tribals again? Like that? That's a scary thing. I I think that it's going to come back the exact way. And again. I wrote down all the twists from last season so we can go through each of them, but we know for a fact that beware is going to come back hundred percent. The only thing is, do they tweak it a little bit due to the, due to the whole not being able to vote thing? I don't think it, because no one got actually screwed by it. Like Xander didn't get screwed by it. I think they're going to keep it the same. So the person who finds it can't vote until everyone else finds it. Um, but I really do think that it is fun. It is quirky. It's not my favorite thing, but it's kind of just a, a fun interactive thing that they're doing now. And yeah, I mean, look, like everyone said in the interviews, you're going to know who has it. Um, I feel like I wouldn't even try to be cute about it and say like, oh, you know, I had a dream last night and everyone knows I might just come out and say it. Maybe that will help me make some relationships cross tribe. I don't know, but yeah, we know for a fact that beware will be back. So we'll see what impact it has on the game. Yeah, and I assume that, again, I don't know. I assume the Prisoner's Dilemma stuff will be back, um, given the fact that I think that that was a very successful and entertaining and game theory type um, game theory type aspect of 41. That was like a huge success. So I like the Prisoner's Dilemma stuff. I think that that'll be back as well. Um, again, I don't really think there's much to say there. 
Um, what I am curious about as well is, is the shot in the dark going to be back? Do we think? So going, starting with the prisoner's dilemma, just to take it one at a time. I, first of all, I love it. I love it because just like, um, token chains, exile Island. I love any chance you get for cross tribal interactions for people, for people to not only make those bonds, but for also to plant seeds. Cause we see it play dividends all the time. We saw what happened with Deshaun and Evie. We saw what happened with Liana and Shan. We saw what happened with, uh, Xander and Dan, I think he went with Danny, but like when you go with someone else and you make that relationship or you make a comment, it can either come back to help you or to haunt you. So I love the prisoner's dilemma just as a game theory type of perspective in terms of it, if it will come back, I don't know. I'm on the fence. Like I could see it coming back because people liked it, but then again, Jeff didn't see the feedback on 41, but on the other hand, I'm not sure if they want to do something new in its place. So I'm neutral if it'll come back, but I really like it. Probably my favorite thing in terms of twists from that season. Yeah, yeah, and then the shot in the dark as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, the, the shot in the dark was weird. The prisoner's dilemma, I like the shot in the dark. I like is like a hail mary. So I, I honestly hope they keep it just to see if somebody could use it correctly. Um, but I have a feeling if I had to make a prediction, I'm going to say shot in the dark is back. Oh yeah, 100%. I'm gonna say Shaun the Dark is back, and then if not used properly, then it's gonna be done after this. It's 100 percent coming back, um, especially because it didn't pay off last season. Like we know the whole thing that happened where, oh, well, if Sydney didn't use it, she could have maybe have been safe if she voted for um Evie or whatever. So, like it didn't pay off a lot, even though it had an impact on one vote, but it didn't really change the whole season. And out of this 18 people, only one person used it. Like <laughs> I think they expected Ua to be using it more like with JD and Jeannie and Brad and whatnot, but Shannon Ricard just missed it, everybody, and no one thought they had to use their shot in the dark. But um, I think it comes back 100%. My only question is, do they try to get cute and tweak the percentages of safety to make maybe force people to use it? But other than that, it's going to come back almost the same exact way. Yeah, I think I, think I agree with that. And then, um, you know, in terms of other... In terms of other, um, there's two more. The twist where Liana was able to ask anybody. Oh, okay, a few more. Right. So you know you had the twist where Liana could basically steal somebody's advantage, um, if she if she asked uh, correctly to the right person, and that kind of led to a whole big thing. Um, that was obviously a controversial thing because like, should you be able to steal somebody's advantage? Should you, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know. That was controversial, but it ended up producing one of the best moments of the season. So, I think I think knowledge is power will come back because again, it paid off. I think, like you said, Jeff wants these things. Production wants these things to pay off because no one wants to see a twist. Well, no, no, no one likes twists. <laughs> it's all about the players, but production doesn't want to see a twist go out there and it flop. So, I think it provided a good moment, even though it wasn't used correctly by Liana. So, I think it'll come back in this uh, same season. Yeah, I agree with that. And then which, uh, which, what, what are the other, there's like one. The other two um, are the hourglass and the do or die. So let's start with hourglass. Hour, hourglass. Um, no way it comes back. I'm going to say, given the reaction from the cast and from the fans. I mean, yeah, obviously, obviously they, they, they couldn't see the fans react, obviously, because they filmed it back to back. But given what we heard the reaction was from the cast, there's no way. Yeah, the fans were able to live vicariously through Danny. Um, I mean, I mean, for all these twists that you you can say that um, you know people didn't get to see um, production didn't get to see the fan response to forty one, so they can't make a lot of tweaks yet. 
Obviously, 43 has not been filmed yet. I think it's going to film in the next month or two. So I'm sure at this point, Jeff has now seen the feedback and he's going to make some changes to make it 43 even better. But yeah, no, if Danny and the players were that upset on the island, I don't see this coming back at all because Danny and the players are right. Like, it's unfair. It's a bad twist. It's lying to the players. The only way this comes back is if they take the first part of it where the the the, the merge tribe splits into two. The winners are safe. The losers have a chance to fight for immunity. And then of those six people, one will go home. That's the only way they bring it back is if they take the first part of it and they don't do the whole hourglass thing. It's just like you fight for your safety. Half of you are safe. Half of you are not. But in general, I don't think this comes back in any form. Yeah, I agree. And then the last one is do or die, which again, if people forgot. That's where you have a choice at immunity to either play or sit out. If you sit out, then you don't have to play, but you're not at risk of the twist. If you choose to play, you either win, you get second through whatever. If you get last place, you have to play a game of chance to survive. So I think we talked about this last season. This twist could have been the worst in history if people didn't have a choice to sit out. But because you have the choice to play or not, that's fine because you make an active um, choice in your game. If everybody had to play like forced, and like, I don't know, Heather went out first and then Heather got eliminated. That would have been really, really sucky. So the fact that you can play is fine. And the reason why I think it'll come back 100% Dylan is because we saw one of the two outcomes. Deshaun ended up being safe. I don't think production wants to sh shut the, the lid on this without seeing somebody getting eliminated, like just by the chance. Yeah, I, I think I agree. And you know what's funny is that... Uh he is at Desha Deshaun by odds picked the wrong box and, and still ended up saying, yeah. so I think that given like that, like I want to see somebody pick the right box and to see what happens there and recognize what the puzzle was. Um, so yeah, I, I think it comes back and I really do like that twist given the fact that there is an option to sit out. Yeah. Now, I, there, oh, oh he, what were you going to say? I was going to say Christian Hubicki would get very mad at Jeff. If um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make, make this up, let's just say that happens to Lydia and Lydia says, you know what, Jeff, it's Monty Hall. I'm going to change my answer. And then she gets eliminated. Jeff's going to go, see, you don't always have to change your mind. Deshaun didn't do it. And then Christian would say, like, no, Jeff, like, statistically, you have to switch. So I would love to see Jeff just tell the young kids out there the wrong solution. And then everyone on Twitter calls Jeff out for saying that that's not how the Monty Hall problem works. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of entertainment there. I think that'll be back. Now, it's is is there anything that we've seen from previous seasons that did not appear last season that we think could possibly make a return? Um, that's a that's a good question. So, any twists forty and before that could come back that we didn't see last season between Beware, Prisoner, Shot in the Dark, Hourglass, Knowledge. Um, well, number one, I don't think. I think the idols will say the same. I don't think they're going to make a super idol. There will be there will be no Tyler Perry idol. We didn't see an idol get played at all last season, so I don't think that Jeff's going to say, "Oh, we're going to throw super idols in there now." So that won't happen. I think idol nullifier gets a bad rap, so I don't think that nullifier will come back. I I think there's going to be. I think that given the fact that there was no idol played last season, I think that there could possibly be some sort of they could make a slight switch to maybe incentivize playing an idol or like um in or like uh increase the chances that an idol is played i'm not sure what that is but i can't think that it was i can't think that they were happy that they had this whole thing about saying the phrases with the idol just for nobody to play the idol if i had to make a guess like if you tell me to pick an advantage before or a twist before 40 and tell me what will come back 
even though I don't think anything before 40 will come back in 42 because 41 and 42 are meant to be very similar. I'll go out of a limb and say maybe like a legacy advantage. Maybe someone finds it on day one. And even though this is a 26 day game, maybe like Lindsay finds it. And it's like, if you can survive up until day 21, it's a free immunity for you. Maybe, maybe that, yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I think that's a good prediction. I I like the legacy advantage and I can see it coming back. It's and, not bad. It's actually not yeah, bad. And it obviously has a, you know, obviously social game plays a big role there, but um, all right. I want to move on to uh, questions because we didn't get to that last time and I want to get to that because I feel bad that we didn't get to that last time. So let's get to that for the last 10 minutes or so and then we will wrap up before yeah. our uh, first uh, recap podcast that will be next week. Yeah, so I'll start with the one we got from Twitter and then we have a couple in the in the comments. So thank you to Christian, FireTie, and Save Our Planet for writing in the chats. Um, we appreciate you being here. Um, the question that we got on Twitter before the show came from Jeff's Blue Shirt, at Jeff's Blue Shirt. Good name. Um, something that we talked about a little bit already, but are there any twists that you didn't like last season that you think could be redeemed if implemented differently? Hmm. So we kind of just talked about this. Um, I So, yeah. So, okay. The twist that I didn't like the most, obviously, last season was hourglass nobody liked that do i think it could be redeemed do i think it could be redeemed i don't think that you should be able to i think it, it should maybe be so okay here if the hourglass was to be redeemed here's how they would do it i would think it would be something like instead of just like the winner becomes the loser and the loser becomes the winner I think it would be something like they just replay the challenge. Like you rewind time, you go back in time and try to change history and by replaying the challenge. Um, and this way, okay, at least if the winning team could defend their title, then nothing happens. But if the winning team, but now you're giving it, it's basically a second chance for a challenge. Um, that is the only way I could see it being redeemed. I still don't know if I would love it that way, but I think that that is, I think the hourglass is not redeemable. It was my least favorite twist that they had last season. I know a lot of people agree with me there, but that is the only way I could see that being redeemed. I don't think that, I think they're going to completely do away with it though. Yeah. I think the only twist that you, that falls into this category is hourglass because you, you, I mean, shot in the dark is not going to get like redeemed or fixed. Cause it's not, it's not that bad. Um, Prisoner's dilemma is fine. Um, beware advantage is goofy, but it's fine. Do or die. They don't love it, but it's, I don't love it, but at least you have a choice. So Hourglass, I like I said before, I would redeem it if you really want to make it a really challenging merge episode. You split into two teams, and then again, the winning tribe is safe, but then the losing tribe, everybody is vulnerable. I think that's the fairest way to do it if you want to bring it back. I still don't think it will, but... People would, people would have been a lot less upset if Jeff just said, like, okay, there's no Hourglass, and instead, Erica... You go to exile and um, like you, know, you play like you, you play a game of chance there, and either you join the winning people that are safe for this vote, or you draw a bad rock, and then you're you're with the people who lost. Like you either you're with either the Dannys and the, the, the Nasirs, or you're with the Tiffanys and the Evies, and you're vulnerable tonight. So that's what I think. Um, that's the only way they could redeem it if they bring it back, but I don't think they will. Yeah, and theoretically, I think the beware advantage is fine. I just. I don't want to see again. I don't know how this gets redeemed because, like, the fun of it is that all three people have to say the phrase for it to be activated. Like, that's part of the the excitement of it. 
Um, but at the same time, I'm not sure I want to see. And and the well, the whole whole the whole aspect of the beware advantage is that you are risking your vote to take that chance. At the same time, I'm not sure I want to see somebody in a small tribe losing their vote for three straight potential tribal councils. Like that is yeah. that's risky. So maybe there could be beware. Maybe it could be the same thing, but maybe instead of risking your vote, you're risking your vote for a certain for like a max of a certain amount of tribal councils, mm-hmm. or you're risking your or you're maybe not even risking your vote. Maybe you're risking something else. So. Um, that would be maybe a slight, slight tweak I would make with that, but I don't think it's going to be tweaked. Yeah. I don't think it will either. If they had to tweak it, I like your, your second idea about instead of losing your, your vote up until someone, everyone else finds it, maybe you lose it for one. Maybe, maybe you, maybe you lose the ability to, uh, I don't know. Maybe you lose the ability to participate in, well, no, that would be, that would be obvious. I don't know. Yeah. The, vote, the, the vote is obvious, but maybe you lose something else. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I think if you, if your vote wasn't sacrificed for that long, it would be better. So maybe you lose it for one night. The other idea that I actually just thought of right now that would make it a lot better is one that they're not going to do. Cause, Cause I already know one of the phrases for the season, um, but, which I'll share in a second. But um, if the phrases were about survivor and they weren't as blatant, I think that would make it more fun. Like instead of it being, you know, broccoli looks like small trees and butterflies are dead relatives and I'm a goat on AstroTurf. If it, if it was like more like if it was more like hidden, then I feel I feel like it would be better because you don't know who has it. Like I'm, I'll make this up right now. Like it's, um, you know, Jeff, last night I got back from tribal and I knocked my torch on the ground, knocking the ashes everywhere. Or I um, or I, I, I saw a ship past the moon on the sea. Like if it was more generic and people didn't know for a fact it was like silly that might make it a bit more mysterious and people are like, Oh, is that actually a hint? I don't know if that's a hint. That'd be better. But when one of the confirmed phrases, this season, wait, 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 wait. Hold, yeah. I know, it, I know it was in the uh, preview, but I would say let's hold off just in case people want to be surprised. Oh, sure. You know what? That, yeah. That's a good point. Maybe we'll wait yeah. and we'll see. If but but you could just say, you could just say that they are goofy again, for sure. What I will say is that it involves another vegetable. That, that, that's all, that's all I will say. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I do agree. I think that it should be like, you know, like you said, like I accidentally knocked my torch over last night. I was so, uh, I was so all over the place after last vote, you know, like that, that would be, that would be, I think more ideal because less people would pick up, would, would, uh, catch on to it. Yep. Um, also before we end in our last few minutes, we have two questions from the chats, two quick ones. One comes from fire tie, uh, 15, and they want to know, do you think Taku will be part of the orange tribe curse? So I think, again, if people don't know, if you like go to the survivor wiki or you look this up like historically and by the stats orange as a tribe color has historically done the worst maybe other than yellow but those are the two that do the worst um they could be cursed this season taku but i i have a feeling with jonathan at the helm and other key players like Lindsay jackson possibly even omar marianne at puzzles mariah I don't think Taku will fall under the orange tribe curse. I'm going to say what I said before. I'm going to say based on like what I see as possible personality clashes and like lack of chemistry, I'm going to say there's potential for it to happen, but I think you bring up a lot of good points that they do have a lot of very strong players, a strong physical players, I should say. Yep. And the last question comes from Christian. Um, Hey guys, I'm just curious. Do you think 43 and 44 is going to be 26 days instead of 39 because of COVID health protocol in Fiji. So hypothetically, I, like I said, I, I follow inside survivor on um, Instagram. And I think they said that the 43 final casting calls are happening. So we don't even know who the cast is yet. So they're going to film 
probably either later this month or April. So I guess at this point, knowing how the world is, and Jeff knows from fan feedback how much people miss the classic 39 days, even if we are in a new era, I'm going to go on a limb and say, as long as everything is fine in the world and, and, and Fiji's protocols are fine in the next month or two, I could see Jeff trying to go back to 39 in, for, in next season. That's my gut feeling. Again, if he can't and the, the, the new format works for production, I, I guess it's fine. I'm, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But if they can make it happen because it's such a part of the show's identity, I think Jeff may want to try to go back for it. So I'm going to say that given the fact that a lot of countries seemingly are quote-unquote ending all protocols – Again, I don't know what Fiji's doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Fiji is obviously an island, so I don't, I can't see them exactly ending protocols. But if their protocols are weak or are, are lessened, I should say, um, and relaxed, then I think that they're going to try to go back to thirty nine. Actually, Dylan, what I'm more confident in because I, I love, I would love thirty nine days. The one thing that I'm actually more confident in is for forty three and forty four. What Jeff wants to do more than anything, because you talked about what do you want to see back from forty and before. I think Jeff will want to go back to the live reunion. I think Jeff loves having the audience. Jeff loves going to people in the crowd. As long as like, again, protocols are fine. I could see Jeff saying, okay, we, we tried out a live, not live. We, we did a um, automatic reunion after 41 ended. They'll probably do the same thing for 42 since it was filmed back to back. Um, it was fun to try out, but I don't think Jeff got the same happiness that he gets from his live audience and his reunion there. Uh, I think I could see a scenario where they read the votes on the island, but do a ra- live reunion show. Oh, like a hybrid. Still. Yeah, I think right. I think maybe like people will watch the votes be read on the island, but it, there will still be a re- – I'm holding on hope that there is still possibly a reunion this season. But we'll would see. you be happy with that? Would you pref- would you like that hybrid or would you prefer the old school? Like I think the old school is the way to go, but I think given this situation, uh, I'm completely fine with – doing a hybrid and like us see their reaction, but them also be live to answer questions. Okay. Yeah, that works. Um, the one last thing I wanted to mention, then we can wrap up since we just hit 50 minutes uh, before I forget. Cause I want to mention this in case she does well or does bad. I forgot to mention that Tori, cause you mentioned that she competes in pageants. Um, and for anybody that watches like online social strategy games, Tori actually played in season three of sequester, which is a in-person social strategy game. She did pretty well. She didn't um, win, but she did very well. Over she did pretty well overall. My I, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because um, she's been in a social strategy environment before. So I'm curious to see how she's learned from that experience and she applies it to Survivor and if she can improve on it. Because I think from my from what I recall watching, she was targeted pretty early as well. Maybe because people thought she was a threat. So I just wanted to bring that up because I know you're high on Tori and I know that we both want to see how, how she does. So it's just one thing I thought of before we wrap up. Yeah, that, that is interesting to hear. I'm, I am curious uh, to see how that will impact our game. But um, we are going to wrap up here. Um, another great podcast, uh, before, you know, the week before the season premiere. Next week, we will be live at around 9.15 Eastern time, uh, as long as everything, or I should say, actually, I'm not sure. I, if it's a two-hour premiere, we'll be 10.15. If it's one hour, then we'll be, you know, whatever it is, we'll be 15 minutes after the end of the East Coast episode. Um, so either 9.15 or 10.15 to recap next week, the premiere, as long as everything goes according to plan. I am extremely, extremely excited for next week. It's going to be amazing. Um, and yeah, I'm ready to go. Uh, once again, just to remind everyone, 
um, to like this video, subscribe to this channel, really helps us out. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Soul Survivor Pod. Also, be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple. It really helps us out. Comment in this video if you have any questions. Reach out to us on Twitter if you have any questions. And I hope to see everybody next week. Thank you for watching this week and last week as well. Yep, and I just checked. It is two hours. So we'll see you okay. at 10, oh, 10 Yep. Okay, other than that, thank you for being here. Uh, see you for the premiere next week. And with that, grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.